Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Well, hey everyone, welcome along to the podcast. I'm glad you could join me this week as we're going to be doing something a little bit different, which is a book review of a book called New Power, How Anyone Can Persuade, Mobilize, and Succeed in Our Chaotic, Connected Age. The book is by Jeremy Hymans and Henry Thames, and we're going to get right into the review. If you enjoy this, you might want to check out some of the other episodes in the back catalog, because there's more than 175 interviews, and that's normally what I do. But occasionally it's fun to mix it up and have a book review or two. So here we go. Having just been involved on the 24th of April 2020 in facilitating a virtual impact unconference for 350 people, I was interested to read this book. How would what we did fit within the framework of what they talk about? Essentially, the authors propose that there are old power ways of doing things. Those involve formal structures with centralized power and strict rules. These contrast with the new power of the title, which are movements which emphasize collaboration, transparency, and also, perhaps most important, ask for participation from many. This often turns to the crowd and decentralized ways of pulling together ideas. Forbes magazine, in its review of the book, noted that phenomena transforming society today is fueled by the ability to activate large numbers of people to participate in a collective conversation. It is that which this book tries to explain. Perhaps it's easiest to outline what is said about new power by providing some real-life examples. These include movements like Black Lives Matter, Wikipedia, Facebook, and new models of business that outsource to the crowd, like Airbnb and Uber, and also, I think, crowdfunding platforms like PledgeMe in New Zealand. There are the dark side of these sorts of movements as well, such as ISIS. One clear example of the contrast of old versus new power is the difference between Harvey Weinstein, representing the old power, and the Me Too movement, representing new power. A few other examples of keywords that the authors cite to show the differences. The contrast is power held by few versus made by many, download versus upload, leader-driven versus peer-driven, and closed versus open. In a Harvard Business Review article, which preceded writing the book back in 2014, the authors noted that Bertrand Russell said that power is defined as the ability to produce intended effects. In the same article, they note that new power models are enabled by peer coordination and the agency of the crowd. Without participation, they are just empty vessels. Old power is enabled by what people or organizations own, know, or control that nobody else does. Once old power models lose that, they lose their advantage. In thinking about how to summarize what they mean when they talk about the old and new ways of leveraging power, it's really about a surge of collective awareness and action and support. New power calls on participation and involvement, not just consumption. I kind of think of new power, as they describe it, being like a river rushing through with a flash flood, rather than the old power of a really big and settled lake. The book makes the point that these movements are often peer-driven and participatory and involve many. When it comes to some other examples of the contrast, they note the following. So the question is, where does your organization fall? Salesmanship versus universally accessible storytelling. Proven credentials and technical expertise versus compelling personal or group narrative. Developing elite patronage relationships 
versus mobilizing the crowd and key social influencers, navigating complex bureaucratic systems versus navigating complex community systems, creating a luxury or exclusivity premium versus creating a participation premium. In my experience, in working on facilitating of the impact on conference, this book echoed a lot of what I found and what we had sort of naturally adopted. Just as a few examples, we had a really flat structure for organizing the event, and it was definitely crowdsourced in terms of the organizers, who were all volunteers, and who formed the great team behind the scenes doing the work. We appealed to a greater cause, something bigger than doing this for financial gain, and so became a movement because we wanted to use technology to give a platform for people to share their ideas by crowdsourcing the content. And we had 35 ideas submitted for 20 slots. We also had 337 people buy tickets and a wait list of around 60 others. If we had actually done paid advertising, it would have had even greater uptake. Amazing, since this was a first-ever event for Aotearoa. We had no marketing budget for the event and simply relied on people spreading it among their online networks. I had actually thought that we would need a few keynotes to draw in crowds, and had even prearranged some people to be involved. In a way, that shows we are still relying on the older style of conference organizing, that you need to have those names to draw people, rather than relying purely on your crowd to help promote it. The ironic thing is we never actually used the draw card names to bring more along because the organic sharing and exposure was more than enough. So I think the impact on conference was actually a great example of utilizing new power. This short review cannot hope to cover all the details. For example, in the book they go into the contrast between different types of new and old powers and those which blend these concepts as well. Part of the challenge is for organizations to become bilingual and understand how the dynamics of both styles of power work. The key takeaway is the idea that if we are involved in some movement or organization, then it helps to understand how the new power system will operate. The book also gives some ideas about how to build movements and connect with people around a cause or a brand or a movement. There's even a chapter called How to Build a Crowd. Ideas there include finding your connected connectors, building a brand image that inspires participation, lowering the barrier to participation, and encouraging people to move up the participation scale from the lower end, like consuming only, to actually producing. One of the key stories they mention is the Ice Bucket Challenge, which became an internet sensation a few years ago. It raised money for a worthy cause and had lots of celebrities and normal people pouring ice water over their heads. They identify three key parts of this, which I thought were interesting when it comes to making an appeal to the public. The first was actionable. The idea is designed to make you do something, so there is a strong call to action at its heart. In this case, pouring ice water over your head, donating, and nominating others to join in as well for a good cause. Connected. The idea promotes being connected with others who feel the same as you and you share values with. It brings you closer to a like-minded community that others want to join by participating and in turn sharing. In this case, celebrities got involved as well, so you were part of something even bigger. You were in the story. Adaptable. The idea can be easily adapted or customized or restructured and encourages others to alter and use it in their own context. In this case, people did variations, such as Patrick Stewart putting two cubes of ice in a cup with whiskey and drinking it while also donating. So, to finish off this review, I find this type of book really helpful because it adds structure to thinking I've been doing around what is changing in the world, but which I had not articulated in this way. It reminded me of another book I reviewed recently called Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. I would recommend taking a look at this book. 
There are some good challenges about how to set the foundation for a movement and practical steps and learnings from others to implement to ensure there is good exposure. It's also helpful to think in the terms they propose of new power and old power and look at the world and your own organization or things you are involved with through those lenses. Mm-hmm.